2: On the Texas A&M Sports Network from Learfield. Welcome to the postgame show presented by St. Joseph, your primary partner for primary care and the official health care provider of Texas A&M Athletics. Once again, here is the voice of Texas A&M basketball, Andrew Monaco. 79-63 79-63 is the final from Auburn. The Aggies defeat the 15th-ranked Auburn Tigers. The 28-game home winning streak goes by the boards and the Aggies now 6-1 in conference play and 14-6 and overall. Along with Dr. John Thornton, I'm Andrew Monaco, Tony O'Neill, our producer of Aggie basketball in our Learfield studios. John? gutsy i mean we're going to keep coming up with adjectives but i boots best player on the floor I, I, I said that to you during the game i said
1: john he's the best player on the floor he said he's the best player in the conference right now <laughs> and you know what i'm not arguing with you no you know it, again it was absolutely but let me let me throw this at you and see how you do. And, and buzz buzz will uh, he'll discount this and i'm not even going to bring it up but you could sense in practice and that's one thing about buzz williams coach teams he he sets the stage for games like this. There's no intimidation. It's like you know you're prepping to win. You know how you do it before the season. We're gonna practice winning in the locker room. Yep. Cutting cut down the nets. Some yep. people do that stuff. Well, he preps them to be this moment, not being too big for them. Whether it's in the the the, the, the talks in the in the hotel or whether it's at, the, at, at practice, you can sense that he, he it. He exudes confidence in being in these kind of settings and having the ability to win a game and to, and to be big in moments. And, and that's the sense that I get, and, and they feed off of it. I'm going to borrow his phrase,
2: we do us better than anybody else. Right. We were us tonight.
1: Yeah, he's, right? not, he's not apologizing to anybody when we show up and like, well, if we do this, things might work. No, we do this, we win. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they, they believe and obviously did that.
2: Here's the kind of night it is. 12th man connor Choates texted me he said love the way they describe boots on the espn broadcast a what do you need guy <laughs> love that right and he said i'm speechless this has to be the biggest road win for the university in quite some time so all caps so happy for buzz and the team gigum 12 unbelievable yeah <laughs>
1: hey that, 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 he, he's, he's had, a huge basketball Hey, hey we can go to the house now that was a pretty good post game let's go
2: that's yes, exactly right In fact, coming up in our postgame, Wells Fargo winning moments. Buzz Williams, final numbers. St. Joseph postgame show rolls on. Maggie 79, 15th ranked Auburn, 63. Come on back. Wells Fargo winning moments next. This is Aggie basketball from Learfield. Fighting Texas Aggies, 79, 63 winners over 15th ranked Auburn. John and I were just talking during the break about playing from ahead, playing from behind. 40 minutes of basketball tonight. Aggies led for 30 of the 40 minutes. That's after falling behind
1: 10-2. Yeah, and guess who stopped that run of theirs? Boots. Boots did. Yeah. And again, how can you? How can you? add value more than what he did on both ends of the floor he's covering people too now yeah he's got you to know, play D. He plays both sides and, and again we're not gonna it's that unmentionable thing we're gonna talk about size we're not talking about that because that dude just is above the rim making big plays in crowds to come down with basketballs
2: Aggies had 32 rebounds nine by boots six by Anderson five for Coleman yeah rebounded Auburn 32 28 out offensive rebounded them nine seven we've been talking about boots you're going to hear a whole lot of boots these are our wells fargo winning moments boots screened by coleman now to the free throw line way deep three <laughs> nailed it Wade taylor the fourth four for three it's 15 12 auburn and the deep inbound to henry henry hands off four deep three right side back to back threes for four we're tied at 15. H. Leaves. Taylor. Left side. Dexter Dennis. Front court. Steps into a three. Oh, baby. Dexter Dennis. The last five for the Aggies. It's 23-22. Auburn. A deep rebound, which hurt the Aggies against Kentucky. Stop and go on the right wing. Four for three. Oh, swirls it in. Four with his third three. He's got 11. And the Aggies lead by seven. 32-25. Foul line extended left side Jasper. 10 to shoot. 110 left first half. 40-30 AM. Double team. Hefner, Coleman. Tied up. Green traveled. Steal by Garcia. Anderson jam, And he's fouled. That's your four drive of the game. The steal. The slam by Anderson Garcia. 10 to shoot. Boots top of the arc. Boots drifts to his right. Between the legs. Paint. Floater. Count it. And one. The float for Boots Radford and he will go to the line to try to complete the three-point play 23 and counting that count would go all the way to 30 30 points nine rebounds for Boots Radford those are Wells Fargo winning moments Wells Fargo the official bank of Texas A&M Athletics When we come back, we'll continue with the St. Joseph Post Game Show. Reminder, Aggie basketball is brought to you by Bud Light. Proud sponsor of Texas A&M Athletics. Bud Light says, gig them, Aggies. More St. Joseph Post Game Show, 79-63 A&M. is Aggie basketball from Learfield. 79-63, that's the final from Auburn. The Aggies defeat the 15th ranked Tigers. Move to 6-1 in conference play and end Auburn's 28-game home winning streak. Buzz Williams will join us in just a little bit. It's our St. Joseph post-game show, along with John Thornton. I'm Andrew Monaco, 30 for Boots, 15 for Wade Taylor, 9 for Julius, 7 apiece for Henry Coleman. And (laughs) 7.6 rebounds, and I feel like I'm not even saying enough about Anderson Garcia. for that. Well, who do you want to talk about? That's what I'm saying. Pick somebody. Uh, once again, we talk Boots about would be a pretty good start, we, we, we talk about you can you can. We've said this in the past. If you take someone out, the team doesn't win. This is a win where everybody contributes. Buzz Williams joins us here at Courtside. Coach, your thoughts after this win over 15th ranked Auburn.
3: Well, as we mentioned in the pregame, I, I, we we felt as a staff, even, even as a team, that Uh, The the test tonight was going to be the same test that we got against Kentucky. Um, Can we put pressure on the rim on both sides of the ball? The real score will be determined by offensive rebounds and defensive rebounds. And I thought that (laughs) there was great symmetry and connectedness in The ebb and flow, the time score, momentum of the game, I thought we took a step in a very positive way relative to our maturity. Um, They've been ranked 31 weeks in a row. They have the longest home court winning streak. And the one thing that I mentioned to our guys, I said, you know, you, you guys are so young, you don't know this, but they used to have phones that didn't have caller ID. (laughs) <laughs> and I said so like when, you, when I was your age you had to answer the phone and you didn't know who was on the other end so I know you guys don't know that but let's act like the screen on your they phone they might have seen
1: a movie like yeah, that Sometimes
3: let's act like the screen on your phone is broke but it still rings when you answer the phone and your mom says hello you immediately know it's your mom and if your grandmother calls you and your phone's broke, and you answer the phone, as soon as she says hello, you know it's your grandmother. We have to only hear one another's voices tonight. We cannot partake in the voices of anybody else. Not the crowd, not the opponent, not the officials. We have to stay dialed in to our recipe, and we all know that, and we can hold one another accountable to that. But when we're talking to one another, not me, when we're talking to one another, we're only registering the voices that we know. Everything else has to be white noise. And I thought that the poise that we played with you guys know uh, the score was ten to two. Yep. Right. At some point early. Uh, can you find out when that timeout was called? But whenever that was called. Yeah. I we had one turnover. I know. Yeah. But I didn't think it was bad. No. I I didn't raise my voice at all.
2: Seventeen forty left.
3: Yeah. So we played. In. We, we played two minutes and. 20 seconds and the score is 10 to 2. And so then we played the rest of the game and they scored 53 points and we scored 77 points. But even in that timeout I thought we had poise like we weren't we weren't out of sorts. Right, right. We weren't rattled and the last 2 days we've practiced halftime. <laughs> we've practiced halftime at halftime of what we created for practice. And I tell them at halftime, okay, so everything's played out exactly the way that we thought relative to what they're best at, what we have to limit, what we have to do. Okay, so now here's the next test. It's the same test, it's just at a different period in time. It's like you have to take two tests on the same day, in two different classes, okay, that's what this is about to be. The test is occurring right now, right now as we are in this locker room in halftime, the test has already started. And the test is going to last 100 minutes once we get out of here. And we know, I showed them different things about halftime on Monday, different things about halftime on Tuesday. And I thought as good as we were in the first half, in many respects, I thought we took the largest step of growth in the second half. I never called a timeout right. in the second half, right. and I told them that. They're all your timeouts. I don't want to call any. But if you call them, it's probably because we're not following our recipe. Mm-hmm. So y'all have the timeouts. I'm on your team if you call a timeout. But if we don't call a timeout, that means we're doing well on the test.
1: What was interesting to me, Buzz, and I don't know if you can use these two words in the same sentence, calmness with intensity. Yes. They were calm in intense moments. and That didn't stop. And and one thing that you've always done with them that I believe, whether it's timeouts or in-game periods where there might be a mess-up, but it, it they don't linger on it, and there were even the start the second half when they, they, they changed the zone, and I think Wade got sloppy with the pass, and they lay it up. But they were right back into the next play.
3: There's only uh, three signs in the gym uh, that we, however you want to say that, when we refurbished, redecorated, when Mr. Roberts uh, was so kind to help us. The first one is: is true confidence can only come from your work. So I can be Pollyanna, I can say whatever I want to say, you guys can say whatever you want to say, but true confidence, real confidence, it can only come from your work. And your work has to be daily if it's going to work at this level. Fight in the middle of the ring. Muhammad Ali never closed his eyes when he fought. And he worked really hard to fight in the middle of the ring. And the third sign is, what's next? And those are single quotes around it. Single quote signifies that it's our language. You have to have the ability, good, bad, excited, sad, happy, upset, turnover, technical, and one, not M1. You have to have the ability emotionally, mentally, and physically to go to what's next. Just like I told them, There are lessons that we learned on Mondays. I always give them the lesson for the week. So uh, we've been doing this uh, eight weeks. So the eighth lesson was discipline stamina. Our discipline stamina at Kentucky in the second half was not where it has to be physically, mentally, or emotionally. And yes, Kentucky had a lot to do with that. But our stamina on being disciplined to know what we have to do It was not good enough to win a quad one game on the road. So that was the lesson on Monday. But the what's next, somehow you have to be able to move on. And like I told them, I'm not trying to dampen what we just did. What we just did, in many respects, was historical. And there are people DMing us and texting us that are asking for tickets that we haven't heard from in forever. But if there were lessons to be learned from Kentucky's loss, that means there are lessons to be learned from Auburn's win. And as you guys know, we play the plus-minus game. So we're plus three at the four-and-a-half-week mark of a nine-week schedule. And so now our discipline, stamina, our what's next, has to apply – when we go back to work tomorrow because it's two day before and we're going to get home at four o'clock in the morning. Yeah. And we have to be able to learn that lesson that there's lessons from good things and there's lessons from bad things. And there has to be that what you said, coach, like there's a level of fire and intensity in how we work. But there's also a level of maturity and poise within that work. And that's that's rare uh, to ever get that within Team Bus 1. But we're, we're on our way to that. And I think that the the poise and the intensity that we played with mentally, physically, and emotionally tonight was, you could argue, as good as it's been all year.
1: And one other thing I was going to add to that, too, that goes with that that education that they had. Offensively, them understanding what good shots are and who we're, should have we're we're, it,
3: we're, we're we're doing better. Predictable. We... we uh, we defensive rebounded 77% of our shots no surprise against right? the third best offensive rebounding team in the league. And I don't know the percentage, uh, but I would say it was in the low thirties. This deal says 32% of our missed shots. And like, I keep telling them, uh, w- we have a chance to rebound the ball when everybody knows. And I was telling them, you guys know we play with the bubble when you guys come right. to practice when we do the rebounding drill. And so they're smart kids. So the bubble has those the literal whelps on, it. Yeah, the whelps on it. So they try to drive it in there and shoot it. <laughs> where they hope that it's going to bounce their way, which is impossible, (laughs) but it's actually smart. Coach Laird gets mad at him. I'm like, Coach, I kind of admire the... It's like little kids figuring out a way to beat the system. Yeah, I like the genius. I understand what you're saying. And he's like, well, it takes away from the drill. And I'm like, yeah, but the ball's still going to ricochet everywhere. But, yes, I understand. But I was telling them, uh, when we play white-maroon, Solo is... Really, really, really smart. And four has that same level of IQ, EQ. So they're constantly maroon versus white, solo on one team, four on the other. They're trying to be coy on how they're going to shoot it on the bubble. And I was telling them before the game, I go, hey, guys, I know y'all don't think that I know what's going on. I know what's going on. I just haven't. Tried to stop it because I appreciate the genius in it. (laughs) But you guys know, like, before four shoots, he will say shot. He will say shot so that the go-get guys are already on their way. Mm -hmm. I said, guys, mathematically tonight, I would rather four dribble across half court and wait till he wants to shoot and literally play it like we play the bubble. Ready, shot. Right. So that there goes Dex, there goes Boots, mm-hmm. there goes Andy, there goes Henry, there goes Jew. Because we're so dependent on our offense getting a portion of their points from points per possession. Mm-hmm. And I, I told him, you, you have to win. You have to shoot more balls. We would shoot more balls if we don't turn it over. And if we just dribbled across and said four, you shoot every ball tonight. We know it's coming. And, just, and like when Boots was cooking in the first half. Wow. Four said, "Coach, he's doing what you said." I said, "Yeah, he does do what I said." <laughs> he's but he ain't your... trying to be coy about it. <laughs> he's he's like, been around you. Yeah, I, I know. Yeah, that that's my point. Like everybody knows. And so when we get offensive rebounds now we have a chance to also get fouled. And if we're not doing that, which I know we didn't for real, but I'm saying if we don't turn it over, now we have a chance to get fouled. So we shoot 24 free throws at 83% clip, and we shoot 55 balls, and they shoot 48. In a game on the road, uh, Kentucky shot 18 more balls Mm -hmm. than us. It was 60 it was 59 57 it was 63 61 it was 65 61 and then now the game uh, they score seven out of their last eight points because we have to foul yep but it's because they have had so many more possessions than us partly our turnover rate but partly they were whipping us so bad on the offensive glass
1: that's it. I lesson, mean, you, 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 learned. The things that you pointed out in that game, you, you talk about le- learning as you go. Turnovers value the ball on the road. We, and we, they, I,
3: they were um, the 10th. They are the 10th best defense in the country. A lot of it is because of live ball turnovers. Mm-hmm. They, they force they 14.5 force turnovers. That equates to about 22% of the possessions of the opponent, you're giving it to them. An open floor. And tonight, we played 66 possessions and we turned it over nine times. So I don't know what that percentage is, but that's dramatically better mm-hmm. than the 23% we turned it over at Kentucky.
2: And them, rebounded out rebounded them, out offensive rebounded. Yeah, well. we
3: beat them nine to seven on the offensive glass. Yep. We beat them 23 to 21. And like I was telling you, I mm-hmm. think uh, this morning, I kind of. Uh, I didn't get upset, but I had an upset tone when I talked to the team yesterday. I think you were upset. There's a, it, it, it's such a thin line. We offensive rebound 4% better than they do. Mm-hmm. We defensive rebound 4% better than they do. And like you said on the radio show a month ago, 4% is more real than the actual number. But the percent is based on the pace. Yeah, and you don't think 4% – yeah, 4% is uh, two rebounds each way. Mm-hmm. That, that's the game. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. the game. Well, it
1: was also interesting. They made that the, – the crowd got all hot and lathered when they had to run out and they dunked. That was on a turnover in broken floor, right? Yes, sir. That was the only one in the half. Yeah. That's the only point that you gave up in, in transition off a of turnover.
3: Yeah, that just was, play yeah. with really, really, really good poise and symmetry and – cohesiveness and connectedness there wasn't a lot of hey man what are you doing yeah and and when there was something that broached that level the whole organization was hey man we ain't doing that (laughs) oh okay yeah my page my my bad (laughs) yeah man that's that's big in this environment when it when it gets you you know, you feel like you're a little unsettled and you need to tape pennies on your ears <laughs> to have balance. Like, hey, man, this is, I feel like I'm surfing in here. Like, uh, that's, that's hard to do. That's hard to do. Congratulations. Thank you so much. man. I'm so grateful. Us. So grateful. You got it. Thank, Thank you,
2: you, Buzz. 79.63. we'll wrap up the St. Joseph postgame show. We return Aggies over the Auburn Tigers. This is Aggie basketball from Learfield. Texas Aggies, 79, 15th-ranked Auburn Tigers, 63. And the Aggies snap Auburn's 28-game home winning streak, winning by 16 on the road. Now they come back home. Here's what's next for the Aggies. Saturday, Reed Arena, 7.30. Oh, you know we want to see everybody there. Vanderbilt Commodores are in 3 and 4 in this conference, coming off a loss to Kentucky yesterday. The Aggies, the 7.30 tip. 7 o'clock is our Dos Equis tip-off show. Texas A&M at 6-1 in the conference against 3-4 Vanderbilt. For Dr. John Thornton, for Buzz Williams, for Tony O'Neill, the producer of Aggie basketball, I'm Andrew Monica. We thank you so much for joining us. Thanks and gig'em. The final once again, Texas A&M 79, 15th ranked Auburn, 63. This has been the St. Joseph Postgame Show. Thanks and gig'em. This is Aggie basketball from Learfield. On the Texas A&M Sports Network, this has been the Post Game Show, presented by St. Joseph, your primary partner for primary care and the official health care provider of Texas A&M Athletics. This has been Texas A&M Basketball, brought to you by Bud Light. It's for the fans. The preceding has been a Learfield presentation on the Texas A&M Sports Network.